Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. It's a, it's an honor. It's an honor that you would tune us in and that you'd be part of our broadcast here, our podcast. A couple quick reminders. Number one, camp. Don't forget it, September 12th through 16th. Camp Joy, Wisconsin, you want to be there. We really dedicate our time and stuff to these camps. We'd love to be with you. Uh, there'll be music by Stephanie. There'll be lady breakouts. Debbie will be there. Stephanie will be there. I'll be there. Zach will be there. Uh, other folks will be there that you want to meet and get to know. It's a good time. It's uh, We dig into God's word. We're always talking. We always have to go find Stephanie about 11 o'clock at night. She's talking with somebody somewhere, and we try to bail her out. So it's that kind <laughs> of a week. So make sure you're part of that. Emmy has this sick ESP thing that goes on in her brain. She can pretty much always narrow down where her mom's at. And uh, <laughs> But that's the kind of week it's going to be where people sit around and talk and love each other and care for each other. And some people will be spoiling the kids that week. And uh, you can be part of that. So come on out and do that. Stephanie, good morning to you. It's a Thursday. What are you thinking? Well, Doug, I am thinking that I am very thankful that we are not roasting in a hundred degree um oh yeah weather because it was that way for a while and um yeah it was real hot the day we walked down the brook behind your house the kids and i that was a smoker day yeah back in july yeah that was so i'm very thankful the weather's gotten much much better yeah i I agree i agree i'm thankful so i just got news to report that Emmy's room is all better. So I told you guys the story where Emmy said, when I was three, mommy said she was going <laughs> to give me bunk beds when I was four. And Emmy would show you her fingers. And, well, I want you to know that she told Emmy she'd give it to her when she was six. She didn't say it would be the same day she turned six. But within a month, a week or so, Emmy's got her bunk bed. She's got a uh, like this weird green. I haven't got a completed picture of the room. I got a previous one. But man, Emmy's got her room right now and Emmy's had her pasta and she's had her Chinese food. So I think everything's good right now with Emmy, but we'll keep you up with that. And, uh, but is Emmy good with everything now, Stephanie? Is she all caught up with the things? She is. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's got her bunk bed. I've, I'm hoping today I've got a couple places to patch and I've got to go get trim so we can finish off, yeah. um, finish off the Anyway, the room have, has come together. They're going to have the nicest to. room in the house. I'm they, telling yes, you. And then the only weird so. colored room in the house now is Stephanie's bedroom. That's all I'm saying. Hey, I'm working on that. I'm looking at doing a shiplap kind of thing on the, on my pink wall. Trust me, it's going. All right, working that, on that it. A pink so. wall just kind of freaks me out, man. It's I, freaking me out too. So I can always good. find I can always find Emmy hiding on the other side of the bed. And in defense <laughs> of Emmy, the air conditioner works a lot better. And Stephanie's room than it does in it Emmy's does. room. I, and I, I think they leave that uh, playroom over the garage door open too. But here we are. They with, do. Yeah. Yep. That that massively heats. It either heats the room up or it cools it down because, yeah. 
anyways. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so and, and now Ari's in that room. You know, and, lovely of lovelies. Yeah, and Ari, Ari so. is the chosen dog, the anointed dog, yeah. the dog that's allowed in the house. And and Stephanie got this other dog who. She wanted to call this dog Jane. I think they actually named it Jane. It's supposed to be a lab. This is this is a dog that eats glass windows, runs into them. <laughs> I mean, barks all the time, jumps up and down 24 hours a day. She does eat glass windows. And she barks all the time. And she, uh, but you know what? She's Thor's friend. She's Thor's wife. And, uh, you know, so Thor's starting to do, he's starting to, he's starting to understand her a little bit. It's hard to pull someone in a marriage like that, but you know, I call her spot because I don't think she deserves to be called Jane yet, but there may be time. But, uh, anyway, so today's word. So we've been talking about words, Stephanie, the values in the United States army that they make you memorize when you go through basic training and a gentleman named Mark, a missionary from Asia said, we should go through these words and talk about uh, what they mean on a Christian perspective. So another other words that we would remember is selfless service. And uh, the idea there we would always talk is putting the welfare of our nation, our army, and our subordinates before our own. Being selfless, the opposite of being selfish. So the antonym, the other side of that. And uh, Philippians 2, 4 says, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others, but love your enemies. Man, I don't care for that verse in Luke 6. And, and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and you shall uh, be the children of the highest, uh, for he is kind unto the unthankful and evil. Uh, and then let nothing be done with vainglory. So do things in a selfless manner is what I keep on getting over this. Do this where you're doing it so they can do better. And I'll tell you, Stephanie, before I send this over to you, in the Army, the number one thing that you have to learn on your own and that I learned was make the people that work for you look better than you constantly. And folks, it doesn't seem like that would work, but it propelled me all the way through the ranks to Sergeant Major. And you say, well, why did it do that? It's because I genuinely cared about my soldiers and I wanted them to get promoted. And I I, I put them ahead of myself. I wanted them to get the credit for everything they did. And the the Army recognized that as good character. The Army recognized that as raising people up and doing the right thing. So, Stephanie, now you come from a different background, but a military background nonetheless. You had uncles serving, a grandfather who served in the Marines. But I think, how do you look at selfless service from the perspective, and I hate to limit you, you can go in any direction you want, but from the perspective of being a pastor's kid and growing up in that environment and stuff, how do you look at selfless service? Mm. It's really sad that the first thing that came that came to my mind was it stinks. But <laughs> since since I believe in honesty, <laughs> let it flow. Respect. Yeah. Um, being selfless. Um, it's taken on. I, I guess growing up in a pastor's home, I did see a lot of the one thing I never wanted to be was a pastor's wife yeah. because of growing up in a pastor's home. Yeah. Um, it, it is a very stressful thing. Um, I'm very thankful growing up. Um, I was the oldest. So whatever, for whatever reason, I'm very thankful that truths that my dad, I thought taught to all of my siblings and me, but I'm thankful that I remembered them because one of those was, um, be who you are, wherever you are. Yeah. 
And sometimes that means being extreme, being willing to, um, it's hard sometimes, um, to be who you are, wherever you are. And yet, um, it's worth it keeping your eyes on Jesus and knowing I'm serving him ultimately. Um, but then, you know, I ended up being exactly what I did not want to be being an assistant pastor's wife for a long time. And do I regret the accusations? Do I regret the tears? Do I regret a lot from those years <laughs> more than I could ever put into words. Yeah. But the one thing I do not regret about that time frame is all of the meals that I took to people or having people to my home or doing birthday cards for all the kids in the church. And yes, was I accused of doing all of those things for ulterior motives? Yep. But I don't regret doing any of them because Jesus did way more than anything I could ever do for somebody else. Jesus did for me. And he has set an example to follow in his steps. And so whether you're in the military or whether you're in some civilian job, self-sacrificing love means giving of yourself with no hope or no expectation of receiving anything in return. And that doesn't mean that getting treated like dirt in return is okay. And that's where we have messed up in our Christian world, where we have literally come to the point where we coddle abuse because, well, you're just supposed to love with the love of Christ. And we throw that at the abuse victim and we let the abuser go on abusing. And that is dead wrong. Yeah. And I will not stand by silently for that anymore, but I will never regret having sacrificed. I'll never regret pouring time and money and energy into people that I loved and that quite honestly, I would have given the shirt off my back for if they needed it because that's what Jesus did for me. And so being willing to be a living sacrifice, like it talks about in Romans 12, means loving as Jesus loved, giving as Jesus gave. And we can never fully do that, but to be a channel of who he is because he lives in us. That's what being a self-sacrificing is all about. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think the self-service when, when we think about that, when we selfless uh, and selflessness and selfless service, you know, using that thought and as it comes to mind, that doesn't mean throwing out uh, an example. So when I became a missionary, I told my kids, you're first. If I go to a church and, and someone's bad to you or someone does something wrong with you, I'm stopping everything. You know, I just, just come up to me in one word. All you got to say is stop. And no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to walk with you and you're going to tell me what's going on. That was our word. And, and I heard it three times on deputation. You know, one of the kids and my wife would say, stop. And I would say, excuse me, I need to go talk to my kids for a minute. And, mm -hmm. it, and because I am not putting anyone ahead of my kids for the sake of anything. Selfless, uh, I though being selfless and service, putting others ahead of yourself, that's different than putting abuse ahead of yourself or putting hurt ahead of yourself. Selfless service is where you go out of your way, even though you're tired, you're dead tired, <clears throat> you pick up the phone and talk to someone for a couple hours, even though you've worked all day, you drop by and see somebody 
uh, even, yeah. even though you don't feel like it, you go spend time with folks, even though, yeah. and you know, we could just name one after another that can come to our minds and there's probably a hundred and we probably don't all do them, but that's what selfless service looks like. But what it doesn't look like is anything that causes pain. Hey folks, we got to go ahead and jump over to the radio stations and let them do their thing. We'll be right back. Well, it's great to be back with you guys, and thank you for sticking with us. We find ourselves over here in a new chapter, and that's some pretty exciting stuff. We're in the 24th chapter of Proverbs, 24th Proverb, verse number one. And uh, as we go through, and every time we come to a new chapter, I tell you what the heading is in my Bible, and it's talking about wisdom, love, and respect. And for some reason, Stephanie, I'm getting some clicking from you. I'm not sure why. So if hmm, you, if I'm you not got, sure either. If you got some clicking going on on your phone or something, if, I don't know. It's probably it's probably my side. It might be the weather. We're sorry. No, about that. it could. Yeah, we've had that happen before, like where the connection goes really crazy weird. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, folks, sorry about that. But there's going to be a little clicking whenever you do stuff like this on the phone. But it's is what it says in verse. <laughs> well, we. I swear the devil. I swear the devil gets involved. <laughs> he hates us. He hates our podcast. You know, we had a, a staff meeting on Friday, and I'm telling you, I had 15 phone calls trying to get to that meeting. I had uh, everything in the world just trying to sit on and talk about direction we're going because the devil didn't want us to meet. Every time we do this podcast, the devil doesn't want us to do the podcast. He wants to throw all kinds of things at our mind and mess us up and, and things of that nature. He hates us. That's just the truth. Doesn't want us to have Sunday church services. The electronics are the first thing to go in every church. And uh, that's just the devil. And talking about the devil, we see that starting here in the first verse in, in the 24th proverb. It says, be not. And I want to cover these first two verses. It says, be not thou uh, envious against evil men, neither desire to be with them. For their heart studieth destruction, and their lips talk of mischief. Isn't that a terrible thing? And there are those who are envious of evil men. They say, well, look at everything they got. You know, if I can be like them, I can prosper like them. You know, that's an evil spirit that makes you want to be somebody who's uh, envious of those people or think they're great or put them on a high pedestal. And uh, because, you know, it talks about the heart does study destruction. Our heart is messed up. Our heart is wicked. And, and as we do these things and as we look at it, it's, you know, we're looking at troublemaking. We're looking at evil people. We can't be part of that, Stephanie. That's not who we are. Yeah. Yeah. No, then that's not, that's not who God is. More importantly. Yeah. <laughs> so we better not be a part of that because if we are, we are not reflecting the God that we claim to know and serve. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, as we look at this, that word envious, what comes to your mind, Stephanie, when you think of that word envious? A sense of covetousness, a sense of jealousy, like, um, <laughs> this, this sounds crazy, but <clears throat> there have been times when the thought, you know, this verse can be convicting because even when you're in the midst of a trial, and I, I, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's thought this, but you're in the midst of a trial. And I, I know I've said this to you about people in the past that abused me and their life seemed to still, you know, seemed to be going on hunky dory, not a problem in the world. 
And there's a sense in which you just so say, this is just not fair. This is not right. This is not how it's supposed to be where you just get that sense of and being envious of them of why can't I just have a good life like they have. And I think it's very important to check whenever, at least for me personally, I've learned if I start feeling that way to do a massive like halt (laughs) of my everything about me because my thinking is messed up. And when we reach this point of desiring to be with evil men, and I think this can happen to someone who is trying to walk with the Lord, not just someone who's in blatant rebellion. You know what I'm saying? This can happen to somebody who's trying to walk with the Lord and Satan. (sighs) Satan plants these doubts, these seeds of look at how much it's almost like he perverts the goodness of God to where we would say he's offering, you know, how when Satan tempted Jesus after the 40 days of fasting in the wilderness, this is what he did. He was tempting Jesus to be envious of evil men. Mm. He's telling Jesus, if you will fall down and worship me, I'll give you all these kingdoms of the world. In other words, Jesus, become envious of all of these other rulers because you have nothing, Jesus. This is not your world. It's mine. You have nothing. So you need to become envious because if you become envious enough, guess who you'll end up serving? Yeah. And, and you know, if, if he'll tempt the devil, if he'll go out, he's certainly going after us. And I think I want to throw these other two verses in here, Stephanie. Through wisdom is a house builded and understanding is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with the precious and pleasant riches. And it, there we go. Wisdom, knowledge. It, that's how we build a house. That's how understanding is established. That's how the rooms are filled with good things. It's not by being envious of the guy down the road. It's not by wanting their riches. It's not, look how cool they are. Look at their status. Look at their position. They're the best lawyer in town. They're, they have more money. Look at the car they drive. That's the game the devil plays. Yeah. God's talking about establishing a house on his foundation. He's talking about filling the rooms with his riches. And he's, he's entering a whole nother sphere of stuff here, Stephanie. He's not mm-hmm. talking. He, he's saying, this is about me. This isn't about other things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I never know how long Stephanie's going to go. So I always try to say, <laughs> so if there's a little bit of a blank, sometimes she goes for like six minutes, sometimes 10 seconds. So and I, <laughs> I never know, but here's what I want to do. I want to think about this for a minute as we transition back, uh, to the selflessness, uh, to the selfless service and the selflessness we try to display, and, and this kind of talks about that. You know, it's funny how these verses that we started with match the verses that we finished with here today uh, on this Thursday. But remember what it said, look not every man unto his own things. We started with that verse in Philippians 2. And, uh, but every man also on the things of others. So if we're envying it, envious, what are we looking at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're looking at... I think there's a sense in any time you become envious, Satan, it's like Satan gets your focus off of Jesus first and foremost, because for us to become envious of evil men, that's there's a serious blinding that's gone on for that to happen. 
And it's impossible to reach this point unless you're very much focused on yourself, focused on discontentment, focused on all of the reasons why God hasn't been good to you or why, how he's failed you. In other words, you're, you're letting um, Philippians 4.8, that's supposed to be our guidebook for our thoughts, yeah. has been thrown out the window and it's been replaced with the wisdom from, um, not the wisdom from above, but the wisdom of this world that's earthly, sensual, and devilish. That's what's dominating your thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and everything gets thrown out. Everything, there's no, and, and, you know, I think that's slapping God in the face really when we, and, and again, recently a denomination here in the United States took the, took the term, uh, sufficiency away from the Bible. So they basically said that the Bible is not fully sufficient. The Bible's not sufficient to get us through everything that we go through. It doesn't have the answers for everything. Well, if the Bible's not sufficient, if the Bible doesn't have every, every answer, who does? Yeah, exactly. Where do we go? Well, we'll go into the guy down the road. We'll go into the psychiatrist. We'll go into the uh, palm reader. We'll go into the uh, crystal ball. I don't know, but I, I'm telling you, folks, don't be envious. Don't live that life. Stephanie can tell you about every pain she went through, and it was people envying people, people being jealous of people, people respecters of people. God is no respecter of people. So, I mean, how do you close this up, Stephanie? You know, being envious instead of being selfless. Uh, being arrogant, chasing after wealth. How do you close all this and say, just, it hurts going the wrong way? I think you sum it up. I would sum this up by the solution is make Philippians 4, 8, your thought guidebook and turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Are you ready to sing a verse of that as we close? I can do the chorus. I don't have the, the do verse memorized. Yeah, okay. do the chorus. <clears throat> Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Hey, we love you folks. Make sure you go and sign up for camp at Camp Joy, Wisconsin's website. We'll see you the 12th through 16th. If we can do anything to help you, find us at Helpful Wounded Spirits. We'd love to talk to you about the ministry. You can get a hold of me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. Hey! We're the smile that only God can give you. Listen to every word Brother Eric's going to say. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, 
But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.